The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There's a strong link between sports and medicine. If you're not at the top of your medical game, you can't play well, or you just can't play. Welcome to Bruce the Sports Doc with medical expert Dr. Bruce Grossinger. This program looks at advances and breakthroughs in medicine and how it relates to sports. Plus, you'll receive preventative tips and analysis of sports injuries this week. Now, here's Bruce the Sports Doc. Welcome to the newest edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. We're here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and I'm with my co-host, Spencer the Wizard. Lot to cover. We were off last week, but a lot of news in the world of sports. The big headline, of course, is bowling in Miami. There's something new breaking every day, and we want to bring you up to date on the incognito Martin situation. The hottest news off the wire is that owner Stephen Ross of the Miami Dolphins stated at a press conference that he intends to meet with Jonathan Martin, get to the bottom of this, and he was totally appalled by the texts of the different tweets that were sent to uh, Martin by Incognito. And we have to decide what is actually how this is going to play out as we go forward. Right. I first want to say um, how are you guys doing this week? Um, I'm just really excited to be back on the air and talking to you guys. Um, heck of a week in, in NFL football. And I'm so jacked because on Sunday you build up all this ammunition to come out and to speak about these exciting NFL topics and all topics around the world of sports, which we love to talk about. I also want to say um, happy Veterans Day. We're currently recording on Monday. and We want to thank the men and women that help support our country and defend it. So um, a big shout out um, to all of our military. And so... I guess what we're talking about now is the Richie Incognito story, and I think it's definitely appropriate that we lead with this story because it's been bouncing around all for 14 days now. The story has been nonstop about how Jonathan Martin, unex, you know, um, unexpectedly he left the Miami Dolphins team. And reports were that he was not getting treated right in the cafeteria. The team just left him at a table alone. But that was kind of the last straw in the Jonathan Martin case. So, um, Bruce, I kind of want you to just summarize the Jonathan Martin case. And then we're going to dive into some uh, – we're going to dive into Incognito and really discuss what he did and try to relate to the situation. Because we're still missing pieces, but it, it still would be interesting if we could talk about this. Well – First of all, the core of this story is an issue of bullying. Richard Cognito threatened Martin in the text using 
racial terms, uh, threatening to do horrible things to him and to his family. And this prompted Incognito to be indefinitely, you know, suspended by the Dolphins for cause. And then the next reaction was Martin sought legal representation and his lawyer essentially came out and accused the Dolphins of maintaining a hostile work environment. And there's been some reports in the media that the Dolphins put Incognito up to this bullying in order to toughen up Jonathan Martin. He was, Martin, you know, has a background. Both of his, uh, his parents are from Harvard, very academic, intellectual background. And he was known as an odd person. You know, his nickname on the Dolphins was Big Weirdo, Big Guy. Six five, three hundred thirty pounds, and he hasn't spoke personally. But yesterday, on Jay Glazer's uh, piece, aired on Football Sunday, Incognito, I think he he gave about a ten minute interview, basically um, somewhat apologizing for the tweet, and also stating that it was the culture around the locker room, and that him and Martin were best friends, and he always had Martin's back. So something new comes out every day. In my view, the reason the lawyer, the, the attorney came out, Stephen Ross, is he's a guy who could be the big loser. If they bring a successful lawsuit against the Dolphins and they, and they show that the Dolphins knew that there was a hostile work environment and this guy endured pain and suffering, apparently was physically beaten up on one occasion and was constantly bullied and threatened, that the lawyer could bring a big action against the Dolphins and that Ross is trying to deflect that by empathizing with Incognito, I'm sorry, with Martin and offering to meet with him face to face. And I think it's about money. I think that's why the, you know, the Dolphins owner is doing that. He sees that he might have to write a fat check and that he was asleep at the wheel and that he is the owner, he's the captain of the ship. And that that you know that's that's my view on things going forward. You know, I think it's interesting that Martin is suing in this case, um, and Jonathan Martin comes from a uh, comes from high education. He comes from a hierarchy. His family is all Harvard graduates. That tells you a couple things. One is that I think if he could afford to go to Stanford, I don't know if his family needs the money. So I don't think this is a coup that Martin's just doing this for the money that he did, that he purposely wanted to quit football and sabotage the Dolphins. I, I do not think that's the case. Um, another impo- another important thing to consider here is that Martin is from a is, is from a family um, that went to Stanford. Um, and he he's very highly educated, and people could consider that a, a threat that he has um, better vocabulary and that he is a uh, that he's a scholar, that he's an accomplished um, student. So many players on the Dolphins um, maybe have more of a blue collar attitude towards Martin, and that's where they could definitely feel the indifference. One reason why I, w- I wanted to address this because it's funny when I hear you talking about the suit, you come up with things that you just come you just come up with pieces that you believe on the fly. I think it's going to be hard for Martin to win this case. The only reason Incognito was scapegoated was because I think well 
scapegoated might be a str- might be the wrong term. The only reason incognito was pointed out was because of the voicemail. So if you think carefully, what is Mark going to argue? He's going to argue that teammates pushed him in the huddle, that teammates cursed at him. That's not specific enough. And unless there's a camera in the building that records all this stuff, Dad, I mean... You know what I'm saying? At least there's more hateful things on his phone. And then there was a report yesterday that Martin also said to Incognito that he's going to kill his whole family. And that kind of sounds like a a joke. Not an appropriate joke at all at any level. Not something that you should laugh about. But for these guys, maybe that's just the way that they oddly communicated and inappropriately communicated by 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 talking about that kind of stuff. Because Martin threw it back at Incognito. That's the interesting things is that these all the Dolphins players said they're best friends and they also spoke after the game. So, Bruce, I ask you this question: Do you think Incognito is 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 definitely above the rest of the locker room to blame for for Jonathan Martin? Like, do you think he does double of what anybody else on the team has done to Martin? Well, we don't know. We we do know that there was a leadership council. And Richie Incognito was the, was the head. So Martin really had no place to air his grievances. He had no place to go. If he went there, it would have been totally embarrassing for him because Incognito was essentially the judge, the head of it. Also, Incognito has been associated with a host of different atrocities, of, of forcing guys to show up in strip clubs uh, for meetings or they could get fined if they didn't show up. Many of these are married people. Also, Incognito had was kicked off in Nebraska twice. There was an incident reported where he used a golf club to uh, to like uh, harass a girl at a, at a golf. There's a whole there's a whole host of things, and the question is, are the Dolphins responsible for that? D- did they foster that kind of activity? Did they, did they look away from all this stuff? And does Martin really have a legal action against the Dolphins? Perhaps secondarily against the NFL. What happens when you get when lawyers get involved is they there has firstly there has not been any suit that was filed yet. There's just a lot of talk right now. But if there is a suit, ultimately, you know, Martin feels like he's been estranged from his team. He's not likely to go back to the Dolphins. Almost everybody on the offensive line sided with Incognito. And the the question is, what will there be I guess these are the issues. The question will be, will there be another team who's going to take a chance on Incognito? And also, how is how is this thing going to play out? And will a team want to pick up Jonathan Martin? He might be a lightning rod for trouble in the locker room. Incognito has been a cancer to every team that he's ever been to. At Oregon, he only stayed, I think, one week. At St. Louis, he got kicked off very quickly. On Buffalo, he got kicked out extremely quickly. And the players had a poll. He was voted the second dirtiest player in the whole league. And and the thing that's puzzling is Incognito's never really had a spot on any team. He's always created a stir wherever he's gone. So why should you trust him now after all these years? That's what I look at here with Incognito. But the thing that's really strange is that the whole Miami Dolphins, they love Incognito. Maybe they're just really fearful of Incognito. They don't want to hurt his feelings. They don't want to get involved with him because then he'll get bullied. But what I really wanted to know from Jonathan Martin is did he ever go up to Incognito and say, hey, man, 
um, you know, can, can you actually just chill out on some of the comments and especially the N-word and, and making fun of me a little bit? And can we just focus on football? Because, you know, that, that, happens to, that happens to bother me a little bit and it would help me and it would help our team if we could just focus on our job. Can you please do that at, from a business standpoint? If it, and I would be curious to see if Incognito would actually um, reciprocate to those comments and, and would put that into fruition. I would surely hope so. I would surely hope that Incognito would do that. So, just just a crazy situation in Miami. I, I wish Martin would have went up to Philbin or Incognito and spoke about his problems and openly went up and spoke. And if Incognito then rejected him and continued to bully him, then... You you really are in a in a then you could totally understand Martin leaving the team. Would you agree with that? Uh, I do, and it's just a matter of the hostile environment. Whether Martin felt comfortable enough speaking to Incognito, if Incognito is just cursing and insulting him, a complete junkie or a dog, so to speak. You know, even Incognito himself called himself. Um, a meathead, and, and re- referred to himself in, in certain derogatory terms. He, did, he didn't, actually. Well, he, he said that he was not a meathead. You know, he denied being yeah, a meathead, yes. but he even used the word meathead because so many people on, on social media have used that word to describe him. He's like the ultimate bully, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that Incognito's feeling pressure from virtually everybody he knows. He's, emba- he's embarrassed himself. He's the whole focus of this of the situation. It looks like we're up against the break. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. We're we're talking about a hot topic right now. We're going to continue. We'll be back in three minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine. Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. Injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? 
We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And we want to thank the sports director, Ray Ellis, from voiceamerica.com, president of the network, Jeff Spinard, for giving us this wonderful opportunity to reach out and talk to you about sports, sports injury, and sports medicine. It's only reasonable that we continue dealing with the hot topic in news, which happens to deal with sports, the issue of bullying, hostile workplace in the NFL, and we're going to continue with our opinions about it. This show is about opinions, sharing opinions. And we're going to continue with Spencer talking about his view on whether this represents a regular workplace hostility or whether there's some unique features of the NFL that have to be considered as we move forward analyzing the situation. No, I think that with rookie hazing and what the Dolphins did is they – they they were really inappropriate towards Jonathan Martin. I think that the words being used are really appalling. I mean, using the N-word like that, um, I mean, I understand that um, it, it's definitely different for African Americans to discuss that with African Americans, but for Caucasians to be, to be throwing around that word is just not right, and you just have to understand that from your upbringing about slavery and the roots of that horrible word. About rookie hazing, the Miami Dolphins, the words that were being used were were just were just really. Um, I was just shocked by the language that they're using. Now I've never played football or been in a locker room, so but I have been around sports and and and, and trash talk and all of that matter. And it's hard to, I guess it's hard to coincide and to and to stop all of that trash talk especially in a, in a game where you're putting so much emotion out into the game and, you're, and it's body on body and it's kind of like a war zone, the NFL gauntlet. Um, with the Miami Dolphins, though, to be – like some people are saying that, that Jonathan Martin – that Incognito's goal for Martin was for him to get up and to either punch him in the face or, or to start a brawl in the cafeteria lunchroom. And by, move, by, by moving and getting up from the rookie's table, that, that would make anybody feel horrible. I just don't understand the motive for doing that unless you really want someone to fight you. And that's horrible. Being the most physical guy and getting in a fist fight 
It is not the NFL. You need technique just as much as you need power. And lifting weights can do just as much as getting in a fight and with toughness like that. And if you have teammates backing you, if the other team throws around curse words and your guys are nice guys and will defend you, that's even better. But if your own guys are cursing at you, when other teammates curse at you, it's just going to make you feel worse. Also, for the Miami Dolphins coaching staff, if their goal was really to get Jonathan Martin tougher, can you say to him, man, you're not playing up to your potential as a second-round pick and we're going to deal you? How about that urgency? I think that that's all you can do as a franchise to get him playing better. I mean, everybody's talking about making him tougher, but it's really about him playing well and being happy in the locker room. That's all what it comes down to. You don't have to win in fistfights in the NFL. You just have to do your job. I don't get how you have to be the toughest guy or or be throwing around insults. So I think Miami completely mistreated Martin. And they the coaching staff should have just went up to Martin and just basically said, you're, you're not playing like a second-round pick, and we know you can do better or we're going to deal you. And that's part of the business. That's called tough love, and I totally get that part. But to be, but to be egging players on or for incognito – just to just to hold meetings at strip clubs and and just to really he's really inconveniencing his team and it's I don't really think players bond at a strip club that much because you're really taking out a large percentage of the team and it's it's really not a norm for for people to, to meet there in a serious manner so there's plenty of things wrong and also paying for meals really expensive meals I think that that should be abolished as well it's going to be hard for the NFL to come up with specific rules on rookie hazing. But one thing I do I don't mind about rookie hazing is camaraderie. So get so so this is where I would set my personal feelings on rookie hazing. Nothing physical physically detrimental to the player, meaning don't fight them, don't pick on them. And, and don't in, don't try to injure them or don't be hitting them or even whipping them in the locker room with towels. The second thing that I'd also mention um, is that if if players want to put on a skit or even do something embarrassing that that where they don't get hurt, where they do something together like run around naked or something like that, I don't even mind that as long as the players are not getting hurt and as long as they're not getting verbally abused. But the first one is physically. As long as the rookies are not physically getting picked on, I think that that would just help the that would help the health of the players, and 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 would be a better situation. But with the Miami Dolphins locker room, for people saying Richie Incognito is just egging Martin on, and Martin needs to man up in the NFL, he just needs to do his job better, and he needed to have better coaching to communicate to Martin that he had to play better. And, and about getting tough, I. I I just don't understand it. If you have guys that you trust, you play alongside them, and they will back you in a game situation. Well, I think we have to look historically at the league and rookie hazing. I think that that's really the next thing I want to touch upon. We can go back to some of the best teams ever. And Vince Lombardi definitely had a distinct policy against bullying rookies. And the only thing that he had that they used to do is in the cafeteria at the beginning of the year, they used to have each rookie sing his fight song from his college. And that's really a harmless thing. All the rookies did it. It kind of was funny, and they all laughed at him. And very much, if you look back, there was a movie called Brian's Song that talk, with Gail Sayers, 
in Brian Piccolo. That, that's a wonderful movie. And it also, it showed the exact thing. The, the only rookie hazing was, was having the rookies sing. Looking at Andy Reid, and he was the coach of the Eagles for 14 years. He, he didn't do any, he, he was very um, strong against it. They never tied a rookie to the goalpost. They would sometimes have, at most, uh, Brian Westbrook spoke about this, and, and Brian Dawkins spoke about this. Sometimes, for instance, if they were going to a plate flight, a rookie would have to bring a, a bucket of chicken and, and just give chicken to the veterans. Obviously, a nominal fee. It sounds to me like it has been getting out of hand that, that the veterans will go out and spend like, a, it'll be $15,000 steak dinner, go crazy on drinks, and the rookies aren't making that much money. So I think there has to be a line drop. I think the, I think the idea of taping the rookies to the goalpost, totally abusing them, uh, certainly any physical abuse, much like in fraternities, Hazing has been eliminated and outlawed from the, the universities. Whereas, frankly, when I when I went to school back in the late seventies, there was there was tremendous hazing. We were forced to to drink alcohol and, and do some things like really verbally and mentally abusive. I'm laughing because you know it was the time. It was just a different time, and obviously I lived through it somehow. But as as it turns out, uh, this is this story is a moving target. Every day that that goes on. There's a new chapter that's written, and, uh, and and we at Bruce the Sports Talk are going to keep you informed. We certainly want to inspire discussion amongst the uh, the listeners, and we want to move on uh, to the next topic. Last thing I want to say is that I'm mostly siding with Jonathan Martin. I mean, Richie Incognito, though, if it for what it's sounding like, the only thing you feel, you can feel sympathetic about him is that his his image has pretty much been ruined. And if the rest of the players are doing the same exact things as him, you don't want to just scapegoat just Richie Incognito, even though of his past. That's the only thing about this is that he has really been the centerpiece when really the organization as a whole might have been the blame uh, for the situation. But we definitely gave you some food for thought, and that was definitely our goal in this segment and I think it would just be better um, we're going to, to to move on and and cut to a break because when we come back we're going to give you a healthy dose of NFL football for the week we'll be back in three minutes thanks for tuning in to Bruce the Sports Doc on voiceamerica.com to the pros we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter formerly with the Arizona Cardinals San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams Kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk it's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time 12 noon Eastern Time 
Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. As you know, This show really merges sports and sports medicine, discussion about injuries, and also current topics in sports. We really tend to highlight NFL football and, to some degree, college and pro basketball. So much of our discussion over the last few shows is dominated around analysis of NFL football and, to some lesser degree, talking about sports injuries. However, I want to lead off by uh, giving you breaking news. One of the best NHL hockey players, Steven Stamkos, suffered a devastating leg injury. I just have had the opportunity to look at the videos, to analyze the hits and the forces. And this is a um, a catastrophic injury. Stamkos looked like he was skating full speed. And he got his skates cut out from under him. And he slid into the net. His his left leg and skate went into the net, and it looked like he was concerned about that. And he wasn't really you – know, he was moving at a lightning speed, literally, because he plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning. The goalpost, which is a very solid, uh, fairly immovable object, though in this case it was knocked off its moorings with the force, essentially struck him as he was sliding in you know, 40 miles an hour. It struck him square in the anterior tibial region right below the knee – and in watching the video, 
It looked like his leg immediately buckled under him. He was taken off on a stretcher. That's always a really bad sign. You look at players, even I've seen many players with ACL, complete tears this year, and they still could walk off the field or the arena. He had to be taken off of a stretcher. And the early reports, which are now being confirmed on, which 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 is our major source of breaking news, of course, is Twitter. And it's coming out at, on, on certain news networks like Fox Sports and ESPN that he, he suffered a fractured tibia. So I want to uh, mention that this is a, a, a very uh, severe injury. And the treatment and the recovery time is approximately six months. So that will essentially erase the season for a 23-year-old promising player who is the, co- the co-leader in goals in the league for Tampa Bay. And the usual treatment for this would be uh, an, a surgery, which would be an internal fixation, a rod and screws, and to actually pin the tibia in place. Uh, at times there might be a need for an external fixation, which means outside of the leg itself in order to achieve proper alignment. And then, you know, after that situation or, you know, after the surgery, he will be casted for a series of months because the tibia is a weight-bearing bone. That's very important to talk about. Then in the leg, there's only two bones. There's the main bone that comes right below the knee, and that is called the tibia bone. You can all, <laughs> whoever's listening in, that major bone. And on the side, to the outside, there's a very small bone called a fibula, which is a, not, a non-weight-bearing bone. So when there is a tibial fracture, number one, it's, 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 rather, it's a relatively uncommon injury because the tibia is a very strong, broad bone. But the treatment almost always, particularly in, athlete, in athletes, it, it looks to me as if this was a... Uh, Certainly, the type of fracture that uh, involves the distraction of the bone, which means separation of one bony segment from another. And the usual treatment is, is major orthopedic surgery followed by casting and rehabilitation. So we certainly wish our best to Stephen Stamkos and the Tampa Bay Lightning team and feel it very important to interface with the listeners because this is, um, unfortunately, uh, big news in the field of sports medicine. So let's go around the league. Starting off, Monday Night Football. Buccaneers win their first 22-19 over the incognito-slash-martinless Dolphins. Let's cut to a Joe Philbin press conference. Nah. You know what? A Joe Philbin press conference. Is, it, he makes he makes Andy Reid and Tom Coughlin press conferences look like Allen Iverson and the practice. So, um, basically, a big win for Greg Schiano and these Buccaneers. Um, they came out and had two terrific weeks. They went up to the Pacific Northwest, gave Seattle all they can handle against all odds, and really caught the Seahawks off guard. And um, the players are starting to fight under Shiano. These last six games are obviously a uh, a rehearsal, shall we say, for ne- or an audition for next year to retain and to go into his third year of coaching. 
uh, Mike Lennon showing some potential with that fourth round draft pick out of NC State. He's tall. He's very Nick Foles-like. Everything about him resembles Nicholas Foles. So let's go um, around the league. Let, let's continue. Let's continue looking at some scores right here. Thursday night, we kind of have an upset with the Minnesota Vikings defeating the Washington Redskins. I was very surprised at this game. I mean, I know the Vikings gave Dallas all they could handle with Christian Ponder playing a good game. But you look at Washington, this is usually the time of the year where they really kick it in the gear. Last year, they won seven straight. I know RG3 is playing better, but that defense got gashed. And um, it, it was really a close one to the end. But Ponder and, and Minnesota really had their way against Washington's D, which has been a struggle all season long. Probably the biggest disappointment in the NFL. A Super Bowl contender, for sure. A team that was... One drive away last year for for competing for a spot to go to New Orleans, the Atlanta Falcons, a um, a dismal two and seven this year. Um, so Bruce, looking at all these games, which which um which pieces do you want to take out of out of the out of these scores? Which score really jumps out at you? Well, being an Eagles fan. And also covering the NFC East as we do so thoroughly. The uh, the Eagles took care of business and essentially, you know, won the game twenty seven to thirteen. Three long touchdown passes by Nick Foles, twelve for eighteen, two hundred and twenty eight yards. I think Chip Kelly is just getting tired of the questions from the reporters. And he's and he's kind of um I don't think there's any real suspense. I believe Foles will be the starter for the rest of the year, even after the bye. After this week, we're going to see if the Eagles could break a 10-game winless streak. Ironically, Lincoln Financial Field has been anything but a home field advantage. But right now, the Eagles are locked with the Cowboys at 5-5. Five and five. The Giants survived a game against the Raiders. Obviously, hard to get up for the Raiders. Giants pulled it out second half. And they eked out a 24-20 victory. And ironically, after nine games, with seven games left to play, the Giants are only two games out of first place in the NFC East. So one thing we're sure about, you're not going to see a wild card out of the NFC East. A team could win with a 500 record. And it may come down to the very end where the Eagles play the Cowboys 1 o'clock, the last game of the year. And it might be for that that one playoff spot in the NFC East. Spencer, you uh you know, we, we watch these games thoroughly, uh, with respect to the Eagles, Packers, Giants, Raiders. Give us your thoughts. Well, I thought actually the Giants looked pretty impressive. I mean their defense was really strong on Terrell Pryor in that running game and you know, even though Terrell Pryor was banged up, I mean this this Giants team is finding ways to win. And um, next week, Eagles-Redskins game is huge for the Eagles. I think the Eagles really hold a lot of place in this division right now. The Cowboys and Monty Kiffin are just in a downward spiral. Even though Drew Brees embarrasses people on uh, on evening games um, in, in New Orleans, he he's known to do that to absolutely tear things apart for the uh, for the opponent's defense. Um, Dallas right now, they really need to uh, get stocked up and get going, but the bye week couldn't come at a better time for the Dallas Cowboys. 
you know, if Nick Foles has a really poor performance against the Redskins, I think it will be an ongoing quarterback controversy because if you look at Nick Foles, he hasn't beaten an elite team yet because the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers are a completely different beast. And believe it or not, Sean Tolzien of the of the Green Bay Packers even kept Green Bay in that game and Mason Crosby let let him down in the first half with some missed field goals. A couple of Foles passes were also a little bit underthrown. But he had a very strong week against the Raiders. He made good decisions in the Green Bay game. But I, I disagree a little bit with you because I do believe if he has a poor game versus Washington, it's going to open up the floodgates for the Vic supporters are going to be right back in because they're going to argue that Nick Foles can't get it done versus division foes and versus opponents with reasonable quarterback situations and reasonable offenses. So I think that that would be a reasonable argument if that that were to be the case. It, you know, if the Eagles can beat the Redskins, the Eagles really hold the kingpin in the division. If not, then it's really up for grabs, and things would get really, really interesting in the NFC East. The Carolina Panthers, what a win for this football team. I mean, Luke Keekley and that defensive line, they're the best defensive line in all of football right now. And if, you know, that game was actually telling earlier this year with Seattle barely surviving the first game of the season in Carolina. If the, if it was a playoff game in Carolina, Seattle versus the Carolina, right now they look like the two best teams in the NFC because I believe that Carolina can get pressure on any quarterback. And the and the San Francisco offensive line is no slouch. So that was an incredible performance by this Carolina team. They are really for real. Even though Cam Newton still didn't didn't perform, he could have closed the game out many times. He made enough plays to win. Still going in the candlestick and winning. Just it just an incredible game by the Carolina Panthers. I mean, watch out for them. They just got a sensational D. If they can stay healthy, they really have the have the ability if they can get offense to really make a run deep in these playoffs. They are definitely a contender. They're fantastic on defense. Denver bounces back. It's a W. As I mentioned before, the Saints just whipping the Cowboys at the Mercedes Superdome in downtown New Orleans. So... And the Cardinals are hanging on. So right now at this point of the season, you have teams hanging on like the New York Jets, the Arizona Cardinals with Bruce Arians, teams that are uh, hovering around 500 right now and that are searching and scratching for that last wild card. It's also important to note out that Cincinnati has really gone on a downward spiral and their offense and the injury to Geno Atkins, has, I think, is really going to prevent them in this AFC from really making a deep playoff push. Um, the AFC is really looking more like Denver's, um, like Denver's to take. It, that Kansas City-Denver game next week is going to be fantastic. I am so intrigued to see what Kansas City will draw up for Denver. That might be the game of the season. And for an NFL fan, that'll just be fantastic to watch. The NFC is a lot more, is a lot deeper, and they have so many teams that can come out of nowhere. And when when they have healthy quarterbacks, but the AFC is really wide open, especially with the Colts just really performing poorly these last couple of weeks. Well, we want to give you an injury update on Peyton Manning and Jay Cutler, both with ankle injuries. So stay tuned. We'll be back in three minutes. 
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injury. Injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger. I'm a neurologist and sports medicine doctor with offices in Delaware and Pennsylvania. If you want a consultation with our experts, feel free to call us in Pennsylvania, 
610-521-6063, or in Delaware, 302-636-0920. We really appreciate you listening in, and this topic will deal with a very timely injury in the NFL, dealing with Jake Cutler and Peyton Manning. It's called the high ankle sprain. Now, the reason the high ankle sprain is most problematic is that it is located higher up the leg and involves injury between the two leg bones. And those bones are the tibia and the fibula. Let's look at Peyton Manning. He is a grade one sprain. This is the mildest form of injury, only a stretch to the ligaments, and he will be treated very conservatively. That is, he'll undergo ice, elevation, rest, and he will have a full taping of the ankle to prevent it from hyperflexing or hyperextending. So the story is he will be playing in the upcoming game, the showdown between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos, the first of two games between these two division-leading teams. Next, let's flash to the unlucky Chicago Bears. Just when Jay Cutler was recovering from a groin injury, he suffered a grade 2 ankle sprain. That is a partial tear of the ankle ligaments. That is, there's not a complete tear. The MRI did not show, according to the reports, uh, it did not suggest a complete tear. However, the fact he's missing three to six weeks, it certainly appears that this is a grade 2 ankle sprain. So, how does it happen? How does a player develop a high ankle sprain? This usually occurs when the ankle rolls outwards beyond its normal range of motion and involves either a partial or complete tear of the ligament between the two bones. It certainly happens in basketball, football, and soccer. And this is much less common than the lower ankle sprain. In fact, only 5 to 10% of all ankle sprains are high ankle sprains. So if you're out there on the field of play and you feel pain in your ankle, how do you know it's a high ankle sprain? Number one, when the ankle turns to the outside. That's a typical mechanism of injury. There's also a fair amount of bruising in the high ankle and up in the muscle, which is called the gastrocnemius, which is the calf muscle. There may be a snapping or popping sound that can be appreciated by the athlete when the injury occurs and also difficulty in walking. So how is this treated? You have to know that in the emergency room across the United States, the number one most common presenting symptom is a sprained ankle. The vast majority are low ankle sprains and get better real fast. So how do we treat a high ankle sprain? Number one, we use a compression wrap to minimize swelling. How do we use the ice? We apply ice packs for 15 to 20 minute intervals three to four times daily. Elevate the leg, and that also helps with the swelling and bruising. And finally, anti-inflammatory medicines ones which you could find over-the-counter. 
ibuprofen, naproxen, may relieve pain and relieve inflammation. And also, for grade 2 or grade 3 ankle strains, we recommend non-weight-bearing, that is, the use of crutches and eventually a walking boot before the patient is able to return to training. And once the inflammatory phase occurs, three to six weeks for a partial tear, then there's a rehabilitation program with gradual increase of range of motion, strengthening of the muscles, and the ankle really has four planes of movement. There's dorsiflexion, which means the ankle is, the toes are raised, plantar flexion, otherwise known as calf raises. And there's also the inversion and eversion of the ankle. And so, usually under the direct supervision of a licensed physical therapist, which we recommend, the athlete will gradually increase range of motion and finally start strengthening the leg and eventually return to training, finally in preparation of returning back to game situations. As we roll on to the end of the show, we're really excited about the onset of the college basketball season. Tomorrow, we got a great doubleheader for all of you basketball degenerates. Those of you who stayed up all night on Monday, watching games literally around the clock, like VCU, Virginia, Florida Gulf Coast, you're going to see Michigan State, Kentucky, followed by Kansas Duke. You're going to see Andrew the Kid Wiggins in Kansas. Everybody's talking about winless for Wiggins in the NBA. Certainly around here in Philadelphia, the gang that could shoot straight actually is shooting well. 4-4 four four to start off the season. But many teams like the Boston Celtics appear to be positioning themselves to lose games in order to have a chance to draft Andrew Wiggins. Again, for Duke, we've got Emil Jefferson, local star prodigy, who's going to his sophomore year. We expect a much bigger role for him this year. So, really excited that this is an interface between the midpoint of the NFL season and the onset of the college basketball season. We really appreciate everybody tuning in to Bruce the Sports Doc. We want to thank all the producers back in the Valley of the Sun, home base for the station at voiceamerica.com. And we want to thank you for listening. Please tune in next week to the next edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. Thanks for joining the discussion this week on Bruce the Sports Doc. Tune in next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with Dr. Bruce Grossinger on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.